You are now listening to episode 73 of Doc Fermento Discovers the World with Craig Zielinski. I'm going to do the impossible today. I'm going to do this intro in one take, not 100. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I figure I'll probably get... Um, some referral links to this episode. Um, so many people are not going to be familiar with the show or with me. My name is Brian Davis, and my show is called Doc Fermento Discovers the World. I have a keen interest in fermented foods, evolutionary biology, developmental origins of human health and disease. So that's mostly the focus of this podcast. And the podcast was conceived as a challenge, a personal challenge to talk to people, which is like my greatest fear. So it was interesting that in this episode, Craig said something that really resonated with me about um, it being okay to do it for fun to do it for myself, to do this um, it's just for pure pleasure and, you know, my pursuit of, of curiosity. So uh, that, that really spoke deeply to me and it encouraged me to continue this podcast, which I just recently relaunched. And um, Craig is encouraging me to write which, well, we'll leave that one go for now, but perhaps. This episode is uh, one of the longest I've ever released, and I don't think there's any purpose in writing um, show notes or anything, because it's all there. It's just in the audio. Um, if, if something speaks to you in that episode, you know, make your own note. Look it up. Why, why should I do the work? I did the work. I made the podcast. I called in a favor and brought in a friend. And um, I feel so grateful that uh, Craig spent his morning with me and shared his wit and witticisms and his curious accent, you know, coming from San Diego and all. There's a joke in there. Um... That's it. That's the intro for this one. It's about an hour and a half long, I think. Take it in in little bits and pieces if you must. But I encourage you to uh, give it, give the whole thing a go. In your, in your time, in your good time. And as always, I thank you for listening. Speak to me. Hello, hello. Ah, good. Now you're in my head. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Good. You went in my head. You were coming out of my... A dream come true, having me in your head, I'm sure. Aye. Right, so we're not doing video. I'm just staring at uh, your angry I, face. Oh, I, I'm, I'm staring at you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So I got you. Okay, oh, let's see. 
Maybe I can turn mine on. I don't know why it's well, not if, going if too well. If you do turn it on, that means we're going to use more bandwidth. <clears throat> and we'll get crushed, probably. Something bad will probably happen. I'll turn mine off. Just to, Are we doing it only audio? Your podcast is yes, only audio. Yes, it's, it's audio only. There okay. you go. Now we're going to... Do I have to look at my face? Uh, right. Uh, closing all my hangs I've got open. How are you getting on, mate? Are you all right? Yeah, it's a rough morning, so I'm glad I, um, I actually glad I'm really glad I had this, you know, time scheduled with you because it it forced me to get out of bed. How can you right? How can you have a rough morning if you were forced to get out of bed? I don't understand how that works. You know? No. <laughs> well, I don't get it. The roughness is just—it's uh, physical. I'm just beat beat down oh right 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 okay yeah i feel like the i feel like this i don't know a, a wounded little animal that right, had to hobble right. home and right. i did how not old are wa- you i'm 44 okay so you feel like you're 44 today today i yeah for sure 64 good something good lad yeah that recovery stuff man that's a bitch yeah um it has to be a whole different process when you start at 44. Like, you know what I mean? I've been a non-physical person for forever. I have no yeah. flexibility. Yeah. As you say, I'm, you know, weak as a baby. Yeah. Uh, and then to start this, uh, I'm doing jujitsu is what I chose to do. And, um, it's, it's absolutely brutal. Yeah. And I'm taking uh, baby classes. I'm just doing fundamentals. Right, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Are you yeah. recording yet? Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to just start recording? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, uh, I wasn't recording. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, just whenever. Do you want to? Do you want to count in or something like that so you can? Uh, uh... Do, 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 I. No, I just match it up. I don't seem to ever have a problem. Okay. Right. I'm going to start recording. Hold tight. Right now I'm recording. <laughs> now he's recording. Okay, so yes, that'll we'll be able to match it up just from that. No problem. Okay. Right. So you were saying? Yeah, I was saying about um, I started the uh, old man jujitsu, as Rob Wolf calls it. Except I'm the old man in the class, so it's a little rough. Well, you've basically missed out on all of this sort of testosterone and recovery that you have in spades during your sort of adolescence into your early 20s right like my my coach the guy who owns the gym is 33 Uh and he's a black belt so it Uh took him more than a decade yeah so he hit that sweet spot and now he's 33 and yet he can still he's flipping cartwheels and you know He's just super fit. It looks excellent flexibility, joint mobility. Plus, he's savage. Yeah. Well, all of those things kind of wrap in together. It's it's pretty interesting, though, you know, because um, I think I think you've you've got a lot to enjoy about starting a new physical activity at age forty four. I think that's a massive plus. Um, simply because people just don't do that. 
nobody does that. Everyone gets kind of stuck in their ways and whatever their athletic pursuit or lack thereof is. And so I think it's a very, very small percentage of humanity in general that's like, I'm going to start doing something completely different from anything that I've ever done before in terms of physical activity. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's exactly why I picked jujitsu. I found it to be the furthest thing from my personality type. Yeah. And it was either going to be this or powerlifting. And um, yeah. I thought about lifting. If I put my mind to it, that's something I can do at home. Yeah. Um, I cannot do jujitsu at home. Um, no. You, you need that person and the coach and the whole thing. So I thought, uh, let's just jump into this jujitsu, get wrecked, and see where, <laughs> see where it goes. Do you know what's interesting? I don't really think that jiu-jitsu is that far away from your personality at all. I think the concept of fighting might be... Fighting. Like fight, fighting other people might Actually be far away fighting from Actually fighting, even yeah. touching humans. I, I don't even hug yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. then you're missing out on a lot of oxytocin. You need to sort that out. Well, I'm getting I'm getting hugged to death right now. Oh, well, that's class, good. So. I'm sure that I'm sure there's m- more chemical reactions than just the creation of oxytocin happening then. What, but yeah, my 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 point is that <clears throat> potentially, like the fighting aspect or the competitive aspect might be quite far away from your personality. But in terms of jujitsu itself, I think it's a very intelligent sport. Um. And from from what I understand, you know, it's 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 a, a, a kind of once you've got the idea and the, the sort of body awareness and a, an understanding of the fundamentals fundamentals of it, it's it's basically you know a, I hate to sound cliche, but a, a, a game of chess. Sure. Yeah. You have a it's a complete mind body connection, mm. and like you're in a flow state when you see when I watch the. You know, black belt instructor um, spar with a brown belt. Yeah, it's just flow state. It's just it's a crazy thing to see. Yeah, indeed. Right, so uh, jujitsu, very good. Oh very yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. You know. so, so that's that's why you feel beat up and uh, right you're struggling to get out of your bed. And in I the was morning. like, oh, good. I have an appointment. I have to get up. I have to get out of this bed. So okay. And it, it's with me, lucky and, old you. Right. So doubly good. Mm. <laughs> so have you, here's a question, have you built in any sort of new practices, recovery type practices, being that all of a sudden you've gone from somebody who does almost no physical exercise apart from drinking vodka and working on cars mm-hmm. um, to like getting ragdolled by people who are half your age in a gym setting? No, I didn't I didn't even really have the concept of anything any extra recovery. I just mm-hmm. no, I just I eat a lot and I sleep. I don't know what else there is. Well yeah, well, I mean that's that's pretty much what you have to be dialing in. But what I'm interested in is has your like are you going to bed earlier? Are you? Oh yeah, bedtime is going to earlier and earlier. My wife uh, has been asking me when this is gonna, how far I'm gonna back this up. Like, right. am I just gonna come home and go straight to bed, you know, for practice <laughs> or what? So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think my bedtime is backed up about three hours. 
Now that's that's interesting that you've been forced into that scenario by the fact that you're doing something physical. Like you just can't. So do you find mm-hmm. that you you're like I have to go to bed. I'm, I'm done. So, yeah, I'm so beat up. Totally. I I I limp in there at 10 p.m. instead of 1 a.m. and I'm done. I just lay down and that's it. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Good. And that tiredness lasts, you know, that's not just the night of practice. It'll be the next night or even the next night after that, too. I stay. Oh, it's just oh, like yeah. a, it's like a reset of my clock. Well, plus, yeah, that's plus physically beat. Well, yeah, actual. Yes, actual physical beating. So apart from, you know, the sort of adaptive mechanisms of trying to get stronger and your connective tissue, trying to kind of grow and strengthen. You've also got the aspect of the. You know, the fact that you had somebody kneeling on your belly or, like, <laughs> pulling on your throat for a while. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's my... Uh, I have no I have no chest, like, no chest strength. I, I don't... Mm-hmm. And um, you're sparring with some of these guys. Or you're actually... We're not, like, doing a lot of sparring. Mostly just drills. You're just drilling mm-hmm. technique. Yeah. But you get one of these big chest guys. They're just mm-hmm. barrel-chested. It's like my entire body weight is just in their upper body. And they lay mm-hmm. on you. And the whole idea of jujitsu often is just to smother the other person. Yeah. You just use gravity, just smother them. And they, mm-hmm. oh my God. That, like right now, my, my this breastbone area is just a big giant bruise. I look <laughs> like I have a Iron Man's glowing power disc thing on my chest, except it's a big giant green bruise. Looks awful. That's that's awesome. pretty rad. Yeah. That's pretty rad. Um, I have found in in my gym in San Diego, it turns out like basically everybody rolls here, so everyone is in some jujitsu gym. I didn't oh, know really? this before I moved here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, the only exposure that I'd ever had to jujitsu was watching it on the UFC, mm-hmm. and that was basically like, oh, it's a boring. It's boring time. When I first started watching UFC years and years ago, I was like, oh, it's the boring bit where they kind of roll about on the floor. <laughs> right. You know, not, the, like that, not the mad yeah. striking, standing up. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. like, when I started watching it, it was kind of Chuck Liddell era. And it was like, watch him smash this guy's head off. Mm-hmm. And, and then once I started getting a bit a better understanding of what was going on, I was like, I kind of became a bit more interested in the jiu-jitsu aspect of it, mm-hmm. simply because, you know, it almost doesn't matter who you are. If you don't see a punch coming and it lands in the right place, you're probably going to be unconscious. Whereas in jiu-jitsu, you know, the, the, the level of awareness that these guys have, um, and I mean, this is, we're o- I'm only talking UFC here, so, you know, right, yeah. a lot of those guys, their jits isn't that great, but I still found it super interesting. Um, and then when I come out here in 2014, I, like, <laughs> everyone I talked to in my old workplace was like, yeah, I, I do jiu-jitsu. I was like, what, does everyone do jiu-jitsu here? <laughs> and it, Turns out the answer is pretty much yes. And you worked but, in tech, right? Yeah. And even and like, in, and in tech, these guys were yeah, yeah. taking... Oh, like, yeah. Let me... Yeah, there was like at least 10 guys in my work that that did jiu-jitsu um, of, my, of my team. 
of which must be, I don't know. That has to be a very, uh, an outlying number. Like, I, I think it in, is. In, I, for tech? I, yeah. Just, yeah, that's, I, I, that's wild. I would, Im- I would imagine it is. Um, because, yeah, it's just it's just a strange scenario, but this seems to be the place for, or one of the places for, uh, for jujitsu. But anyway, in my gym, um, there's a lot of guys that, that roll there um, to varying degrees of skill. Uh, and I, the one guy that I like to train with, a um, guy called Josh, he's about, I don't know, 300 plus pounds. Um, <laughs> okay. And he's a, he's a white belt. Oh, okay. So, so he's only just started, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, his kind of backstory is, you know, he was a finished high school relatively poorly, didn't know what to do with himself, decided to join the Navy and just did that and then got out and was kind of like mooching about going, what am I going to do with myself kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And he's one of, like, it's it's a beautiful story because he's one of the most intelligent guys that I know. Um, and so I always love talking to him. He and I will basically stand there being the guys with like no college education at all. And he, like me to a certain degree, has, has got a, a sort of really clear perception of, you know, physical training, movement patterns, and he's got a very deep understanding of all that stuff. So he went from a sort of 320-pound big fat guy with no mobility whatsoever mm-hmm. to a 300-pound guy with lots of mobility and a huge amount of posterior chain strength from the type of training that he does, right? Which basically means that when he's rolling in jiu-jitsu, even although he's a white belt, he's rolling with guys who are like, you know, blue belts or purple belts, and they're they're having a bit of a hard time with him. Mm, sure, yeah. Simply because, you know, he can, he can bridge, um, like, so easily against these guys because he spent so long, you know, doing Olympic lifting, deadlifting, like working on his posterior chain recruitment and things like that. And that seems to be something that's missing from a lot of the Jets guys. You know, they're like, well, I don't want to get big. If I lift weights, I'll get big because obviously they've got to fight in weight classes, right? But I think the negative aspect of that is that the they're missing a, a very significant piece of their training, which I think would be super, super useful to them. And that's the the posterior chain recruitment and musculature, you know, working on that, working on the hamstrings, working on the glutes. Hmm. And missing out on that all for fear of being heavier. Yeah. Because of competition. Yeah. Weigh-ins. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um well that's that's basically what Josh and I discussed. So we we were we were starting to sort of try and come up with something that, you know, Jets players could do that would allow them you know, not to put on a whole bunch of mass. Because, like, it, it's amazing, you know, when you, you speak to people who are outside of your chosen sport, I, like, I'll say that my sport is strength training, not powerlifting, not Olympic lifting, just generally kind of getting strong and, and developing ways in which to do that. That's not true. Not developing ways. 
reading what the Russians did in the fifties and sixties and doing that, really. <laughs> mimicking, yeah. copying, yeah, yeah, uh, basically, because there are no new ideas; they're just repackaged. Um, somebody smarter already did it and wrote a complex equation about it. Um, but there are ways in which you could you could uh, get these guys to have a really good understanding of what like what posterior chain involvement is like and then strengthen that without you know packing on a whole bunch of weight they don't necessarily need to lift big heavy weights for to be able to do that i don't think so what is uh, this is this is in the, the in the classically termed like power lifting or only lifting well um no it's I suppose you would look at it as I was. Th- we were thinking of the accessories that you would need to do to get a to get your brain connected to your hamstrings. Typically, nobody's brain is connected to their hamstrings anymore. We found, and the reason for that, it, I think, is because you know we never go below parallel in terms of sitting down. Mm, you know, the, yes, the right. lowest you probably mm-hmm. go is a squashy couch. Have you got a couch? I don't want to talk about couches. I I loathe them. I I, I, I hate them. That's that's a good way to be. I I yeah. sit on it. I either squat on our couch and I get in trail. I get yelled at because I'm destroying the cushions, or I sit cross-legged or some weird position on the couch. We uh we got rid of our couch. We don't have one anymore. Yeah, we that's good. Got... Except you're the weirdos now. Well. How are we the weirdos? Like, it's 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 funny, you know, when you unpack that, you're like, okay, we got rid of our couch. Like, people Steph, think you haven't even moved in yet. Hi, <laughs> Steph. Steph uh, yeah. posted about it or has posted about it in the past, uh-huh. and people are like, well, what do your guests do? Right. And it's like, well, they they deal with it. You know yeah, what I mean? The, right. the people that we hang out with aren't going to be like, well. I'm sorry I would come round to see you, but since you don't have a couch, I'm going to refrain. I think it's you know? probably a good clearinghouse for, for friends and family. Like, if they, if they can't deal, then good. <laughs> then well, we'll, we'll mom, see you at your place yeah. <laughs> whenever. Yeah. Well, my mum, who's 73, came to stay with us for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. knowing full well that we didn't have a couch. And she's dealt with it. She actually found it really fun because... You know, part of the part of the idea behind it is, you know, it's a basic human right to be able to get up off the floor. Yes, yes. So she had to be able to, like, at seventy three, she had to be able to get herself up off the floor. Uh, yes, I, I, I love this. Um, see, watching videos about this, reading about this, I tried to help my mom, help my grandmother. You know, they were trying to do some physical therapy with my grandmother, who's in her upper eighties. Like no no no, just forget all that. Don't even don't even get in the car, and go to the gym, because that's a that's a risk that doesn't need to be taken. You get in a car accident, she's gone. I said just mm. sit on the floor. Every time you sit down, sit on the floor instead, and then get back up again. And I, I'd say you'd be you know far ahead of the game. Yeah. Oh, but she'll need to lean on something. It's like it's okay. Cheat, cheat your way up. Fight, yeah. claw, scratch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, and basically, you can you can just make that a progression. So the, the I suppose the the stretch goal is to be able to stand up without using your hands. 
Right. And, you know, even in her 80s, um, assuming that she's got, you know, at least a little semblance of strength and joint mobility, um, or someone there to assist her or whatever, slowly but surely she could make that progression and claw back. Because you see all of these videos, people in old old folks' homes with uh, these resistance bands. Yeah, that does... Have you, have you seen that? Yeah, and it does, up, does not seem like a good idea to me. Well, the, the, the thing of it is that, you know, they've gone, oh, wait, when people get old, they have to... They still have to be able to move themselves around. Um, right. Maybe we should have thought about this 60 years ago, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so then it, it devolves into what we're talking about now. Can you get up off the floor? Yeah, can, can you recover the the gift I, of standing from the floor? Right? Yeah. Um, and it just seems to be so widely ignored. And, you know, you and I have had conversations and I'm talking about, you know, squatting heavy weight or, you know, lifting heavy weights and things mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. But that's just a that's just a natural extension from being able to squat down and stand up with no weight. With yeah, it's a natural and it's also a natural extension of what you were supposed to have been doing thousands yeah. of years ago. You're no longer hauling tree stumps off the path and yeah. pulling the carcass of the animal, you know. Yeah. Right. So you're it's a you're not replaying this um, paleo ancestral thing for play. It's it's built in. I mean, you I, here's my guess is you start playing around with this and power building strength and it just clicks inside like, you know. Well, it really does. Yeah. Um. And and the the funny thing is, like, uh, in fact, I wrote a program for a girl in our gym yesterday. Um. She's been doing the sort of standard, kind of CrossFit type workouts in our gym, and she just got kind of bored with all that stuff, because it it does get to the point when, you know, it's quite competitive. And there's a lot of sort of goal-oriented behavior going on, which I think is kind of toxic for people um, because the process of getting stronger and better gets ignored for the kind of end point, mm. which I think is pretty damaging to the human psyche. In fact, I'm really starting to hate the concept of goals in general. Yeah. Um, but this... Uh, this this girl, she's like, I'm just kind of bored. So the program that I wrote her is uh, is really just stuff that will probably be fun for her to do, right? There's, I mean, it's you know, there's, it's still weightlifting and yeah, all of that kind of business. There's and, still and some work gymnastics. going in, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I reckon she's gonna have fun doing it, and I think that's. Like that's that's the key, and the thing is that the stronger you get, um, the more capable you feel of like trying weird stuff. Like when you were a kid, and you were like, "I wonder if I can jump from here to there," and all that kind of business, you know. And that just seems to have disappeared from yeah. the the human condition that's, almost entirely. That's interesting. Strength increasing imagination. Yeah. <laughs> like. We, we've recently, like me and Josh, that, that guy I was talking about, we've recently 
started going, what, what happens if you kneel on the floor and then jump to your feet? That will be interesting. Let's do that. And then it's like, <laughs> what happens yeah. if you kneel on the floor and jump onto something like a, a plate? And uh, it's incredibly fun. Yeah, yeah. To the point where you end up with a crowd, a crowd of you in a gym setting, basically acting like kids, like trying to jump onto a thing. Just playing a game for no reason. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, yep. and you don't think about it, you know. And was it Shakespeare that said about putting away childish things? And yet here's a here's a crowd of people who are all like having a laugh. And when somebody does a big jump, they're like, whoa, look at that. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, right. And you don't even realize. And if you stop to think, or if you know some stuffed shirt, school marm asshole came into the gym and saw what you were doing, they would mm-hmm. be like, "Look at all these idiots." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. No gold medals for this crowd. Yeah, exactly. What do they think they're doing? Oh, right. it's called having fun. Yeah. Because they can move their own bodies. You should try it sometime. Yeah, back and. As far as the goals thing, I I think I'm going to wholly agree with you about goals. And it may just be for some people just um, the way you look at it. Um, but if you switch over to systems thinking or your program that, you know, that you're running uh-huh. is, a, is a lot more important than your end point, your goal. Yeah. So you read a lot about this in business was mostly where I have exposure to it. Right. is in sales or, or something is working on a system to get you somewhere as opposed yeah. to just picking these lofty goals. And then, you know, you, if without a plan or a system, it, it's pointless. Well, and the other thing is, you know, I, I, I just generally think it's really bad for humans to do because it's so easy to, if you create this lofty goal, right, with all these kind of nebulous attributes, like, oh, I just want to make my family proud, right? <laughs> right. Something you've got absolutely no control over whatsoever, uh, right? If you, yeah, especially that. That's a good one. Make someone other, some other person uh, feel some certain way. It's yeah, an yeah, impossibility. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I I just I want. I've only just started training, but I want a f- four hundred and fifty pound back squat. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's that's a goal. Fair enough. The first time you miss a bloody two hundred pound back squat, you're going to be like, "Holy shit! This is like half." You're so far uh, away from your goal. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. What? This is fucking pointless. I give up. Right. Yeah. Or you know, let's look at it from a diet perspective. Some person who's like, you know in the obese category, just like me. Um, and they're like, I need to lose 150 pounds. <laughs> yep. That like, day, how, day, how many, day three gets hard because yeah, you still haven't many, lost any weight. Yeah. That's right. How many opportunities are there for failure there? And it's almost like it's an unwitting self-sabotage. You know what I mean? Like, Like, so... Absolutely, yeah. I'm just not, like, the more I see this, and I remember growing up, you know, everything seemed to be goal-oriented. If you don't have goals, then you're pointless. 
you must have goals oh this nonsense for sure absolutely and it, yeah. I, it feels like it's this kind of disease that society has right now this sort of objectivism this kind of self selfish i must be able to i will be able to all that kind of business rather than let's just see what happens yeah well there's no there's no place for free living in our society so it's, it's a tough one because it, if you're free living as an eater and you've never been trained or you weren't raised on what is food, mm-hmm. you could ad lib eat yourself to death by the age of 20. Pretty, um, pretty easily. Because of what's available now. You know, free living is, it's it's a tough one. Aye. You know, um, I, was, I, I, was I, I really feel for anyone who has a large amount of, say, weight to lose if they just have a you know, a, a whole broken mindset about what food is and mm-hmm. all the things you have to deal with, hormonal, yeah. behavioral, yeah. Yeah. habit, addiction. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, it, it's so, it's, it's, that's a tough, tough thing. Well, you lost a bunch of weight, did you not? Yeah, for sure. Right. So, so here's an interesting, here's an interesting scenario for you or question. So you were a lot heavier and you lost all that weight. How much happier were you when you lost all that weight? Did you all of a sudden become like the happiest man alive? Yeah, no, it was not a light bulb thing, that's for sure. Well, but, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So was it a goal of yours to lose all of that weight? Yeah. Not, not really, no. I mean, no, you, just, you just did it? Well, I wanted to be able to see my penis again <laughs> without a mirror. Okay. Fair enough. Um,. But uh, for me, it was more of... Um, so that was your goal? I want to be able to see my cock. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, well, I had, uh, you know, severe asthma and GI issues. Mm-hmm. So it was in my attempt to repair my gut that the weight went away. Right, right, right. I okay. never did any exercising. I, I never, you know, no... I did not increase my output. Mm-hmm. I just managed my input, and I and I never focused on quantity. Yeah, it was a totally ad lib. I'm just going to eat a different way, though, you know, different foods. Okay, and so, that's interesting. Yeah, I started with fermented foods. That was how I got the moniker Doc Fermento because I yeah. you know, I just went crazy on that. Learned mm. everything I could about it, mm. and then um, yeah, and then I found this paleo thing by this guy mm. named rob wolf and uh, i rob. said you know what i i'm i i buy in I, I i dig this and so that was the that's what i stuck with for the past seven years or so yeah um i that's 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 an interesting one the interesting thing to me is the fact that you know you modified one piece of a larger puzzle right and then now you picking up jets, you're like, right, right. Um, I'm so beat up all the time and my sleep schedule has to change, which I find super, super interesting. So books, book, no, Rob's yeah. new book, Wired to Eat, mm-hmm. is covers the sort of the other aspects of life as well. Because obviously his first book, The Paleo Solution, was very focused on nutrition and uh and i suppose 
Dallas did the same thing. Dallas Hartwig did the same thing with it. Starts with food, right? Yeah, um, what a wonderful book. Yeah. Although, although it's yeah. in the name, it starts with food, right? So that's definitely a starting point. But yes. what I have found is that a lot of people just become so neurotic about that one aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's an unfortunate the, part yeah, of the, it. The, yeah. Yeah, but they 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 forget about all of the other things that are important, right? You know, your photo period, your recovery, um, which those two things are basically mutually intertwined, um, and the the exercise component, um, and then all of a sudden, I I find it interesting that now that you're you're basically you've lost a whole bunch of weight, um, you've been eating this way, but you've picked up some kind of physical endeavor mm-hmm. and you're like oh, i have to get to bed or I have yeah. to. and then that change <laughs> came afterwards right yeah right? just naturally right. yeah yeah or you're yeah. like uh oh, I'm, I'm missing a lot of i'm missing a lot of strength let's say in my ability to push people up off of me mm-hmm. or or whatever you know so yeah there's there's more work to be done sounds like oh for sure I am. Um, one thing about me, though, like for as my as far as my path, I'm the kind of person who can use a scale because I just find it. I'm just I'm just a an intensely curious person, and I can use a scale, you know, a weight scale to see how much my body weighs, out of pure curiosity, and it, it doesn't affect my mood or my belief in myself or anything i just i just like to step on it and see where i'm at after doing certain changes i'll change my diet a certain way step on there and i look at myself in the mirror and say i look relatively the same and i weigh more interesting and i move on um same thing with any uh book or food plan say whole 30 Mm -hmm. um where the diet itself will get blamed for causing people to become neurotic in their behavior but i think Mm -hmm. those people were neurotic who started that diet yeah and then their story just gets amplified because we love outrageous stories so yeah yeah it's a lot more to do with the person so you know for some people definitely you'd probably recommend you know what let's let that scale go for Mm -hmm. you know at least a year or two or something like that um try the mirror technique or a tape measure or or, you know, th- whatever works for the person, I guess, you know. I think part of that, this is a thought that's coming to me as I'm saying it, so it might come out as utter garbage. I think part of that is because nobody, hmm, that's a bit of a generalization. It kind of feels like we're not equipped to think anymore. Mm. Nobody really tells you how to to think critically about anything. You have to sort of find out. Inquisitiveness is not promoted, I don't think, anymore, you know? Mm. So what you're talking about, you being like, huh, that's interesting, I've modified this variable and this has occurred, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. People mostly aren't like that. And I think a lot of neurosis about things in general is because people don't know why anything is happening at any point. Because So, So then it's just fear. Yeah, because they've never been, like, they've never been taught that it's it's okay to try and, I hate to use the word unpack, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
like to look at something and and like try and tease it apart and understand why it does what it does you know like yeah there are tinkerers there are people who take things apart everything in my life since i was a child has been taken apart yeah and i've rarely put anything back together again because most things are built too intricately um that i've come across and they end up Mm -hmm. just uh, missing parts (laughs) or sometimes i had to break it you know to get it apart but i'm just that person i just take i just I, i i literally unpack everything yeah, but what's interesting is that that's not that's not common. I don't think. I don't think that's very common at all today. People are like, "This is broken. I need to find somebody who can fix it," or throw that, it away. You know, just buy another. Yeah, yeah. This this thing is not working anymore. I don't understand why. It's and the, that's the obsolescence the of humanity. Mm. We just need a new person. This one wore well, out. Well, yeah. <laughs> And well, then, well, and then that's why you have transhumanists that believe that we suck so bad that we have to become machines. Yeah. Well, maybe we will. Who knows? I'd say we will, anyways. But I don't think it's a good goal. But I think nah. that's where we're going to end up because of the system we're running. Yeah, I. That's that's the problem. Like the more, the older I get, and the more I kind of look at things in this, with this kind of wistful, interested. <laughs> view I'm like man it's really difficult not to come across like a total anarchist maniac because there seems to be so many variables that we've we've just lost our handles on mm. <laughs> that like y- y- you know you're like oh man yeah. we've re- really got this wrong yeah if you strip away a few layers of that then you do end up in that anarcho primitive <laughs> primitivist model yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's, it's not like you know it's not some kind of romantic kind of idea where that would be better but you're just like ah oh, man we've really messed up look at all these stupid cities that we've built and uh, like yeah. cars that are running on right, right. dinosaur and <laughs> <laughs> ruining the planet and yeah like there's just so many things that we've got massively wrong yeah that's like just... the, the first time andrew badnock um, someone had mentioned something about the unabomber or the unabomber's manifesto and i made a joke like haha you know and he's like no seriously have you ever read it I'm like no why would I, why the hell would i read something from some fucking maniac it's yeah, like yeah. just read it sometime I'm like and he sent me a link at the anarcho library or whatever it's called and i read it and i I wrote right back to andrew and i was like oh my god he's right like (laughs) (laughs) don't i you know don't tell anyone i said this but that uh unabomber manifesto is really good (laughs) well but that's that's the problem like we're we're in a situation where if we put our hand up and we're like uh this seems like it's completely fucked and a dumb idea people are like ah you're just a yep. insert your, you know, communist slash sure. fascist yeah. slash terrorist slash, you know, like whatever somebody wants to call you. Yeah. As soon as you start to unintentionally rock the boat, but just raise questions, people are like, oh, that person's a fucking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just be quiet then, Willa. Yeah. That's when you end up diving into, 
just reading and video games. Yeah, two uh, two escapes that I enjoy with monotonous regularity. <laughs> so you're an avid gamer. Um, I wouldn't say avid. I'm uh, I'm very specifically into games. Um, the first game that I played properly in what I would call my adult life, so mm-hmm. I'm calling my adult life over 30. Okay. was a game called Skyrim, um, which is basically an, an RPG, a role-playing game that fits with my id very well, where, you know, you just go around a fantasy world. And... Uh, there's other people in this world, other players? No, not others. It's just there's, you. There's no other players. It's just you and a lot of NPCs, so non-playable characters. And you're just trying to stay alive. And The thing with RPGs is that you can play them two ways. And the way that I play them is I try and act like I would act in that scenario, given the circumstances. So it's just an, a, a sort of literal fantasy. It's yeah, an sure. extent. An, ex- an extension of my world of the environment itself whereas you yeah, don't have yeah, to yeah. bring your morality or ethics into play you can yeah. do whatever well what's interesting you can do that but what i find myself doing is exactly what i would do in real life for yeah. example mm-hmm. you know if i go into like the apothecary and accidentally pick up something and that registers as theft then i'll just reload because Oh, I don't want to steal from this. You didn't want, later. right? right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's pretty yeah. dumb. But yeah. anyway, um, so huge open world, like mountains and lakes and all of that amazing stuff and all kinds of fantasy elements that I'm right into, kind of sort of old Norse esque type stuff. That was really the first game that 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 pulled me in, and then um, the only other game that i really play is uh is called destiny which is like a space fantasy okay um and that's with my friends who are still in scotland we all sort of team up and run around playing that game and that's kind of like a start starship troopers I video of, world yeah yeah sort of sort of same kind of idea and the the, the funny thing about it is that the game's three years old and it's not Destiny I'm talking about now. The game's three years old, and it can be quite toxic when you're playing against other players because there's a lot of real assholes on that who are are very good at the game, but they make mm-hmm. you they let you know that they're very good at the game when they uh, they beat you and things like that. Ah, uh, yeah. So it, uh-huh. it can be quite quite a toxic environment, but when you, it's really, I, I honestly I. I I have recorded some of the uh, the banter and I've listened to it <laughs> after the fact just because it really made me laugh and it's basically the banter between you and five of your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the important part of of the game for me. We could we could be playing pretty much anything, but it's actually the it's the enjoyment of virtually hanging out with Yeah, five and of your it's just like once. you were talking about playing in the weight room, you know? Yeah. It's play, pure just play yeah and then you have the bully that comes in the room except in this case they're rather anonymous because they're not in your face yeah that's true you probably wouldn't say that to you if you're standing there 
Ah, well, you never know. You never know. Some people are really fucking stupid. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Hi. Yeah, I um, I don't, I don't really have any experience playing video games. I 2007, I bought a MacBook Pro. Mm. I, I just said, build, you know, put me together everything all in one machine. It's like a 17-inch mm-hmm. MacBook Pro loaded up. It was like over $4,000 or something, you know, oh in, in 2007. Yeah. And, of course, I picked up two video games off the shelf there at the Apple Store. It was like Call of Duty uh. and Max <laughs> Payne 2. That's interesting. And then I went home, and I never stopped playing them until I finished them both. Yeah. And then I never played another video game. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it, it, I, like, I don't know, man. Like, Skyrim when it first came out for the Xbox, came to me in a time where life was pretty boring and there wasn't really a lot going on. I would go to work or I would go to the gym and that was basically it. This is when I I lived in Scotland, you know, so it it came round at a time where I couldn't, I had no real direction. I Mm -hmm. didn't really know what I was doing with myself. I was kind of living day to day, paycheck to paycheck. That's my whole life. Huh. I haven't uh, well, come out of that yet. Well, Skyrim's the game to play. See? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was absolutely wonderful escapism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because what I discovered, right, so I was so exhausted. I didn't know this. I've only figured this out recently. I was so exhausted in the sort of format that my life was that I couldn't read books. So I'd. For most of my adult life, I've been in, of the opinion that I, I can't read books. Like, I just don't learn from them. Mm-hmm. Or I don't understand. Like, I just read the same page again and again and again. And, and nothing's coming in. Yeah. So, yeah it yeah. just doesn't sink into my head. Yeah. Right? So, like, I, I I could watch films and remember films fine. um, And video games, I could, like, Skyrim, I could, like play that for hours on end and somehow you know that that was something that I could do but like asked me to read a book and I just couldn't do it um but when I moved to the US when I moved to the US uh, I didn't have permission to work so I was you have to apply for permission to work when you move here right Mm -hmm. so there's like a there was a I don't know a nine month period whereby I didn't I didn't have a job Uh uh-huh um, while I was waiting on being allowed to do a job. Maybe it wasn't as long as that. But anyway, um, so I did all these online courses, right? And uh, I'm pretty sure you know Barbara Oakley's course, Learning How to Learn, or you know who Barbara Oakley yes, is. Yes, I do for sure, yeah. Right, so when I, when I did that course on Coursera, I was like, huh, maybe I'm not actually dumb. Maybe I just like don't. I didn't really know how to learn anything. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then, because nobody ever taught me that, because why would you teach something useful in school? Right. Um. And then, uh, and then work started. You know. And maybe I got a book or a couple of books, and I, you know, still couldn't couldn't read them. I was like, oh well, no, it's not that. But then, last year, when I. I quit 
working in the tech industry to to basically do my own thing. Mm-hmm. After about two months of just sort of not really knowing what to do with myself, I couldn't I couldn't get my head around doing anything. And I was like, oh man, I'm not I'm not very good at this sort of self-employed type business because I I can't actually I don't feel like I can think. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, I I got a, a book a, a book based on a video game actually, and uh, started reading it. And then Steph was like, "Have you?" Steph's my wife. For mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't. She was like, have you finished that book already? And I was like, yeah, just like motored through it. Yeah. So I got another one and I smashed through that. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is going on? What changed, yeah. And then so like, I was like, okay, well, let's get something dry and technical. And I blasted through that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Something odd's going on. Yeah. And I think this is like roughly around the time you and I started bantering about books. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I was like, mate, you need to get your hands on Dune. Um yeah. just because like all of a sudden and I and and like I could just like blast through a book and uh I was like, Jesus, for most of my adult life I was absolutely exhausted and I had no capacity. Huh. And I didn't even realize it. So that's my story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's awesome. And I never knew that when, this whole time when we were talking about what we love to read, what we've been reading, what we're looking forward to reading. I, I never knew that. I, that was that was a, a, a fairly new thing for me after, I don't know, when... Well, I'll no wonder you. you came out, like, when we started the conversation, you were like excited. It was like childlike excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. List of like, books, books you've read, this course, that course, and I'm just like, whoa, this guy's deep. Yeah, he, no. He's a he's I a was, learning savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it was Lord of the Rings when I was 18 was the last book that I read from cover to cover from 18 until about what age am I? 37. <laughs> All of that was just like out the window, didn't work. Right. Isn't that interesting? It is in, incredibly. And like for me, I spent a decade reading only nonfiction. I just read health and nutrition stuff for nine years or something. Aye. And then one day, I just after putting one down, I said, oh my, you know, this is, this sucks. I, I've learned two things. And so that's like my bio online. If you read mm-hmm. it, it's just, there's the golden rule. And there's the serenity prayer. Right. The golden rule, you know, don't harm others, blah, blah. And the serenity prayer is just knowing what you can change. Yeah. And that's all I learned. <laughs> well, but that's the, that's the interesting thing, you know? It's like, especially reading those sort of nutrition books, you're like, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Next book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That's the same as the last book. Yeah, and you get another one, and you're like, "Oh, it's got a different cover, and it's by a different author." Yeah, or, or you could just do the Gary Tobbs and write the same book three times. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, and it, it, but I mean, like the the problem is that I I imagine these so these people who write books have to make a living. That's a, 
and B, some of them want to get their message across, right? Yeah. And C, none of us has the capacity to learn anything from a book anymore because <laughs> right. we're all fucking exhausted. <laughs> this is true. So we're just like, oh, I read that book. Yeah. Uh, don't know what it said. Just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and I think people might get the wrong idea of what you mean by exhausted. If my interpretation of that would be we're chronically fatigued. Yeah, like um, Jamie Scott, good friend of mine and yours, uh, has started using the term capacity in Hi. terms in terms of like, and it really fits because I like I've been I've been interested in a human's capacity for a long time. It's in my Twitter bio actually, um, and I never really fully understood what that capacity is. But it's like emotional capacity. It's intellectual capacity it's physical capacity you know it's all of those things all rolled into one that that i think that term capacity is a really really nice term yeah, that's a good one yeah i, yeah. I, I saw that and I, I wasn't sure i've been actually letting that run around in my head for the past week or two trying to think of that in certain terms or applying it to things and i was never really sure where you're at with that yeah capacity is a capacity is a great a great word for it you know because like you can have if you if you think about it you know you could have like a, a four point axis and and like you know it's maybe you've got capacity in one direction but it's not like a, a, a whole circle it's like this weird kind of egg shape or triangle you know depending on like let's say for example you for the past nine years read books and books and books and books mm-hmm so you had intellectual capacity, but anyone who would talk to you would be like, that's the most morose human I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> I'm not saying that's true. I'm just, this is an example, right? Sure, sure. But that, that means potentially there's some emotional capacity that you're lacking, right? And there's a reason for that. Or physical capacity that you're lacking. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I, that's not to say that everyone should all of a sudden get neurotic about all of their capacities. Yeah, I, I can't think. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't think you're suggesting that we should uh, maximize and you know elevate to full capacity everything we're capable of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but it is an interesting thing to think about. Like what, what's, what's caused that? These these elements that are 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 missing, and is there a way that we can, we can kind of expand our capacity in those directions it's interesting yeah it's like even if it is um even if we do have limited capacity say we're a use a battery analogy yeah we are a rechargeable battery exactly we don't get you know we shouldn't be throwing ourselves away in our 30s or you yeah. know whatever perhaps yeah. take one aspect of your life throw it on the recharger for a minute a day a week you know come out the other end with some well You've basically just described our biological function. Like we can endure and adapt, but we have to recover. And maybe the way that society is, oh no, I'm going all Unabomber. Maybe the way that we're set up right now is that we don't have any recovery mechanisms built in. 
What do you think about that? Absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Even the the best jobs in the country, they often will offer you up to maybe two weeks a year to yourself, right? Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's like, like that's a good job. I, I, I tell you what, see, coming from, like, Europe, that's absolutely insane. Well, now you know why we're the most insane country, most angry, reactionary, vicious, and we're, you know... It's it's interesting you use all of those words. I would use the word frightened. Oh, f- fear. Oh, uh, reaction. Like, yeah, reactionary is fear based. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It just seems like everyone's really, really scared. You have your. It's because we're you're on unstable ground every moment of your life. There's no stability. You have no yeah. no no future net. There's nothing. You're. Uh, it's people are scared. Yeah, and it. I think it's interesting because, like, do you have a TV? I do. You do have a TV. Have you got, like, do you get commercials on it? Uh, no. You don't? Right, okay. So, I have don't... A, it's connected to the uh, internet via uh, apps. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I have okay. the uh, Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix subscriptions. Right. So, yeah, basically, you're you're the same as us. Um. I, I've been in scenarios like we went Steph's originally from back east Massachusetts mm-hmm. so we went we went there for Christmas and uh, like the TV was on and it had commercials and I was like what the fuck is this I was like what this is crazy yeah. can you see this stuff and it's almost <laughs> like Special forces, special forces torture training, you know, like white noise and bright lights and all this kind of fear-based. Do you have a backache? Maybe you've got leukemia yeah. from asbestos, you know. And like it's just co- like constant. And you're like, it's no wonder everyone's so fucking scared. It's like naturally built in that you know. Yeah. It's every, it's absolutely everywhere. Yeah, Your there's identity like... is poor. It's so weird. Yeah, um, about f- at least four times a year, maybe six now. I'm not whatever. I have a little antenna that I do hook up to the TV, you know, uh-huh. that I run outside. Like, so over the holidays, maybe um, it, the family comes over, so I turn on the football, American, and the NFL game for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, the armored hand egg. Yeah, so we put that thing on, and then... Um, I don't know. I think we have we watched our most TV from like November through to about now. I've had the TV on maybe four times. Commercial TV, you mm. know, in Super yeah, Bowl yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or my wife needs to watch the Grammys or something like that. But that'd be about the extent of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. the to see the commercials now is it just blows my mind. And I just like to look at everyone else while the commercials are on. Uh huh. Like with the gaped mouth. Yeah. You know, and the <laughs> yeah. empty eyes. <laughs> yeah, and you're like... I, I say, you do a... know that this world is, this is fictitious, right? Like, <laughs> that they're, they're literally, they're, this, this is vampiric, and every bit of you is being sucked back in through that TV, even though it's supposed to be one-way communication. Yeah. I mean, but I'm you crazy, realize, so. 
Yeah, well, that's it. I was going to say, you do realise you sound like a crazy person when you're saying that. Yeah. Sound like absolutely insane. What do you mean commercials are vampiric? What are you? Yeah. But it's it's so true, man. It's like, it's so weird. Well, they can when only you're... feed off the energy that you possess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't and have it... any, they wouldn't be broadcasting to you. Yeah, and it, it's... It just scares the shit out of people. Like everything's designed to scare the shit out of people. Scare you and uh, and to steal your attention. It's way more valuable than your money. Everyone oh, yeah. thinks that commercials are commercialism is for cash. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That doesn't have that has very little value. Attention is that's where it's at. Yeah, and it just like I think that's probably one of the reasons why everyone's so scared and exhausted. Is because, you know, everything's vying for their attention the How could you time. read a book? How could you give your attention to a book when it's all been sucked out of you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Reading a book oh. is so slow. The information gets in so slow compared mm-hmm. to the novelty, the dopamine hit of the internet or yeah. or whatever, Facebook. Yeah. Have you? Do you use the Facebook? No. What do you take me for? <sighs> I still have an account there because I, one, I use it to follow the um, AHS stuff, Ancestral Health Society. Oh, yeah. Because I just like to see where the events are. And a lot of people, these stupid groups, they, they don't do a good job on their own web presence. Mm-hmm. So they think that their websites are social media sites. They don't know how to manage their business properly. Uh-huh. So I actually have to have an, a Facebook account you know, to see when events are happening. The, the to talk to a community I, I can't believe people give their brands up to Facebook is what I'm saying do you, do you know what's really funny about what you're saying uh, late last year a wonderful developer called Jen Simmons um, I think she works at Mozilla which is Firefox um, she does a lot of talks on sort of html and css parts of coding for the web and she she kind of had a moment of clarity and she was like what the fuck am i doing burning all of my time defending myself on twitter and facebook because of 140 character things that i've said Mm -hmm. rather than writing on my website like it's the fucking 90s or the early 2000s mm-hmm. and uh, and then all of a sudden you could say this is a frequency illusion but all of a sudden around that time I read about seven articles by fairly prominent people in the, the sort of web development web design type of thing where where they were like why the fuck are we letting other platforms use up our time and energy rather than you know using our own website as you know our our presence where we can control the content we don't have to worry about how how it reaches people because we've written it and it's there and people can come and see it Mm -hmm. like when did that shift occur and why is it happening Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people now are basically exactly what you're saying they're like uh, no, I'm not going to waste time on these other platforms now. If if I can use that to share the fact that I have updated my website and that's it, 
So that's interesting. Exactly. Using the social media as uh, an announcement platform. Yeah. For people who hang out there. But if you want to come and talk to me, I'll be on my website. Exactly. I. That's great. I, I wholly agree. I mean, I, I, I've owned a blog since I think I registered my domain in like 99. Wow. Or 2000. And, but I've never blogged. I, I just don't, I don't like, I don't know. I've never felt like I had anything to say or that I did, oh. but not to write it out. Well, I've I been, don't know. I've just been more ever, curious. So, have you ever tried writing? You know, no, not seriously. It's kind of a joke. I'm well, a, that's, I'm a that, Twitter Twitter length writer. Well, I mean, but here's here's the interesting thing about that, right? You've never you've never tried, and so you don't actually know, really. True. Um, and what's the worst that can happen if you do write on a website? You just find out I suck at it. Well, well, by or by that no one wants to read measure? it. I think the thing is, I uh, I do get disappointed when. I don't get the love I need for the work I put in. Ah, well, you see, that's you yeah, know. that is uh, that's entirely understandable, and that's that's basically the same the world over. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, there is a sort of narcissistic continuum, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a spectrum um, for sure. But, like, we as humans, we do have to, we do have to have somebody pat us on the back and go, you know. Well done, I like that. But I think where we've kind of gone wrong is that we need absolutely everybody to pat us on the back. Yeah, right. R- rather than... Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when Rob's, Rob Wolf started his podcast and mm-hmm. he joked about his six listeners? Six listeners, right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I still that, tell like, that story. I think it... Yeah, yeah. right. But now that everybody on, does that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But, but, but that was an interesting thing. You know, he was kind of mocking himself as to, you know, nobody really cares about this stuff. I've only got six listeners or whatever. But, I mean, you read his book, right? Oh, yeah, yep. And you were like, this seems, this this is, let's say Rob Wolf's first book, The Paleo Solution, changed your life. Would you say that was an accurate statement? Accurate, 100%. Okay, yes. right. Um, so let's say you and six, that happened to you and six other people. Okay, okay, that's only six. But that's people whose lives were changed by something that he did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That's that's significant. I say the same thing to Steph when she rolls out something. You know, she has an idea or she creates a program or something like that. And she's kind of in the same kind of position where she's like, what if nobody likes it? I'm like, well, then you just do another one. Doesn't matter. Um, but if you change... If you change the life of one person, that's incredibly significant, and you should never, you know, take that away from yourself. If somebody reaches out and says, "Wow, this has just sort of modified the way that I look at the world for the better," mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think you could. I don't think you could ever. You could ever take that away, or you should ever make that. You know, well, oh, it's only one person. It's not. A hundred thousand people. Right. Like, right. what kind of delusion of grandeur would it be where you were like, okay, well, I'm going to start a website, and then tomorrow, millions of people are going to have their lives changed. Like, what are you, the Messiah? <laughs> right. 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 
And if maybe for me, like usually motivation for me is if it changes myself, then uh, then it was a success. And that's why I started that my podcast, Doc Fermento Discovers the World, was a personal challenge. I don't like talking to people. I don't like <laughs> making phone calls. I, I, I'll, I, ever since as long as I can remember, and I was talking to my friend Maurice, and I said, what if I did this on purpose? What if I purposely did the one thing I don't want to do? Um, and that is have conversations with people about things I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. And it took off from there. And I had a, a pretty good listener base and mm-hmm. I was putting out the content once a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then someone contacted me and they said, where's your Amazon wish list?" And I'm like, a what? What is, what is that? <laughs> She's like, oh, you should have a link, you know, on your uh, about page for your Amazon wish list." I was like, I don't under, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> she's like, just put, she's like, gather a few things you want that you would like to have that you're not going to buy for yourself. And you put them in this cart. I just call it a wish list and you make it public. Like, All right. So I did. And shit started showing up at my house. Mm-hmm. People were like, with a little note, thank you for the work you do. You changed my life. I've lost 140 pounds. I, I'm off of seven medications. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, me? What, how could that I didn't write a book. I don't. I don't have an instruction manual. Yeah. And what people have been telling me, it's just that having the conversation and a varied conversation where I'm talking mm-hmm. to different people from different backgrounds with different strengths yes. and weaknesses. Yeah. Allowed a lot of people to feel comfortable making a change in their life. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was shocking to me. Well, so here's the point. You should start writing and see if you enjoy it. <laughs> That's your next challenge. There start we go. Next stuff. challenge. Yeah. And yeah, because what I'm doing, uh, it's one reason, you know, I, I auto delete all of my tweets. Like every three weeks, it just deletes them all. Uh-huh. Because I, I feel bad that I, I like, I gave, all, I gave it all away. Like, and I don't mean... I've tried to tell this before. It's hard to describe without sounding like a total narcissistic ass, but um, I didn't give the content away to my friends. I gave it away to Twitter is, yeah. is kind of how I feel. Yeah. And it's like my personal diary that I'm fine with my friends having, but not the Twitter verse itself. So mm-hmm. I just auto delete all my tweets and I've often thought about, you know, doing a blog, uh, actually writing some things down, but then that would require structure, and I'm rather structureless. Well, I don't know why it would require structure. I mean, who would, like, why would you, like, what would that structure be for? Like, why why would you be like, okay, I have to, I have to write a thing once a week. Why? Hmm. You don't. You, you can write whenever you want. Whenever you want, right. Right. <laughs> True. But do you see? Yeah, I just you follow. See, you know, we have traps in our thinking. So yeah, of course. Yeah, like we the, there are traps. You know, I have set a, a writing schedule that I must adhere to. It's this kind of goal thing again. Um, you're like, okay, for all of the people who don't know that I have a website, I am going to write for them once a week. And then you know, three weeks in, something happens where your life gets messed up and you're not able to, you know, write 
and then you're like ah fuck it i give up uh, yeah, i missed yeah. that week yeah. so now i've broken the rule and i'm just gonna go and eat donuts uh yeah the rule rules based living i see this a lot when a nice person a I say nice. That sounds trite, but I mean it in a very good way. I mean, a, a, a person I like. Yeah, let's start... take that word. Let's take yeah. that word back. Let's take the word nice. Yeah. Back. I I like it, and you're not supposed to use it. But well, let's fuck that rule. We're, okay. we're going to use. <laughs> if people are nice, we're going to call them nice. You're right, All right. 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 Carry on. So I won't say the person's name or anything, but they start a, a weekly email newsletter. And I find it really fascinating. I look forward to reading it every week. And then they quit. Or they announce with utter apology. Like a page of apologies. How they missed a week. And how Mm -hmm. they feel so... They've let everyone down. Or they let themselves down. Or the pain that they caused. You know? (laughs) It's like, no. Take the break. And guess what? Two weeks in, I'm really looking forward to the newsletter. Yeah. And I like a nice, cohesive way you put this stuff together, and um, you know, it's it's really great. And then instead, then a few failures in, and then just drop. Yeah, know, that's quit it. it. I, Game I, over. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. And I think that's because of that harsh rule set. You know, you place upon yourself, and if you can't meet those rules, then you have to quit the game. Exactly. I I think maybe partly as a, a sort of a self-sabotage and um, Steph has a lot of clients that she works with where they they've got all of these stories that they tell themselves you know which yes. is basically like a a, a a nice defense mechanism for the inevitable fuck up so they can just basically be like Ah oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, I've that's always been the the way for yep. me. So their yeah, narrative is on a loop. Yeah. It's a ex- short ex- tape, and it just loops. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, I've, that's... Heard the, I've heard the analogy as like a cassette tape. If you remember those with the little yes. tabs pulled out, mm-hmm. you can't re-record over that tape any longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and it just keeps going and going and going in a loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So turn off the auto reverse on your cassette tape. And then what I used to do when I was a kid was I would take paper and I'd fold it up and I'd put it in that little hole where the tab belongs. Yeah. So that I could re-record on an old cassette. <laughs> Good lads. So you can do that in your real life too. Yeah. Or you can give yourself the permission to do that. Permission. Yeah. Good stuff. Hi. Mm. Interesting. Watch me blogging now. Here it comes. Well, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I think, I think everyone can benefit from writing some stuff down. You know, um, it, it's it's kind of funny. Like Steph asks me what happens to all my old blog posts, and I'm like, I don't know. I think they're all deleted on one of my old websites. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, that was good stuff, and I'm like, I can't even remember it. That's um, the best it, stuff, though. Often. Uh, but, but what what we should I think what we should I think what we should do is try and entertain ourselves a bit more and try and not worry about entertaining other people. You know, because basically everything that I do and everything that the wife does these days is just to entertain ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like, like being oh, a professional hobbyist in a way. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you're doing the, you're doing the same. You kind of do the same thing with any of your tinkering. Yeah. Or like this jujitsu thing. You're like, huh? I want to. I'm going to go and do this and, and check it out, and you know, it's just to. It's yeah, just I don't get any thumbs up or likes when I show up for jujitsu. No, you know exactly, exactly. On my social media profile or whatever. Yeah. But you get some enjoyment out of it. You get, but you your get handshakes and hugs and ass kicking. No, in person. So, what? Well, that's the other interesting thing about the fact that you're doing jujitsu, being you know somebody who doesn't like people, doesn't like talking to people. You know, that's a very, very sort of community based thing. Oh, it's like a band of brothers in there. Yeah, and sisters. Yeah, 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 and. That's like the 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 thing about the the gym that uh, the wife and I go to. It's basically the same thing, you know. It's a, a community. I remember um, when I was playing Skyrim the first time around. My mum said to me, "You don't, you don't do anything with your life." And I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" And she's like, "Well, you know, you're either at work or you're at the gym, and that's it. That's all you do." Mm-hmm. And I was like. Well, that's the two places where all of my friends are, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right. And and the gym that we go to now, and I made this observation at some point last year, the amount of eye contact and smiley faces and people coming over to talk to other people when they enter the gym is very, very high. And I'm like, this the weight, the the lifting of weights, that like the purpose of this place, is only very partially for people to get stronger. This is primarily an environment where people can have a community that they feel like they belong to. This is a tribe I'm looking at yeah, right now. Yes, and it's a tribe without tribalism. Exactly, and yeah. and the negative the aspects. Yeah, only the, that, the, just the positives. Yeah, there's no us and them. It's right. just basically, you know, and nobody thinks about, nobody's thinking about what other gyms are doing or anything like that, right? They just, they're just coming in because they want to hang out with their friends, you know? And it's really, really interesting. I, I find that really, really interesting, just watching other people interact, smiles, hugs. Somebody comes back from out of town who moved away, and they're they're in town, and they're going to train here, and everyone's so happy to see them back, mm. and all of this stuff, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah. this is just like, this is what we're supposed to do. This is community, you know. This is, and then I, I sort of think about people who go and run by themselves. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's good for you the escapism <laughs> being on the yeah. bike for two hours or yeah 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 that like it could be there's... a treat for the mind especially if you're inundated with community or you know Possibly. say you have to talk to hundreds of people a day or something you may that need which that is break. exhausting that is exhausting yeah so it all depends on how well, chronic it is what you know the, it's it's uh, like a lot of it is about the chronic aspects of your life the things yes. that are just just slowly sucking you you know mm-hmm. draining you versus that acute punctuated thing yeah well my one of my good friends in in scotland told me once he's like oh, well i'll have fun when i retire 
and he was he just turned thirty at the time. And I was like, "What the fuck?" What? Yeah, I'll have fun when I retire. And he's got a busy life, you know. He's got like three kids, and he's always on the go and stuff like that. But he likes to go and and run. And uh-huh. uh, I I'm like, "What? What's the deal with all this sort of long distance running?" And he's like, "Oh, I just you know, I like to get out and." have some time to myself and i'm like you know you could just lock yourself in the shower for three hours <laughs> yeah and just cry sitting <laughs> down in the shower right and it would probably be better for your knees <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah self-medication a different form of self-medication yeah i'm the Although, worst at that so well my buddy dallas um says that people are medicine and i think there's definitely truth in that I mean, I remember, I remember when you and I met in uh, in Boulder, and uh, it was as if we'd known each other for years. And yeah, it was just great. I felt it was... exactly. I could not believe we were sitting at a table for the first time. Yeah, it didn't feel it, that way. No, yeah. no, exactly. And I, I think that's that's what happens when you kind of you you meet with people with like minds, or not necessarily like minds, but you know. Um, yeah, it's not a likeness; it, it's something else. Yeah, I, yeah, it it, de- it definitely is. But like, but this idea—I never heard this. Uh, people as medicine—that's really yeah. good. Yeah, because yeah. medicine is poison in the wrong dose. Absolutely. Yeah. Toxic. Wow! Yeah. Wow! You've just you've just taken that a step further. Like that's—I I hadn't actually thought about that before. Like the 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 dose is the the key there yeah or the kind the kind of medicine the kind yeah. of medicine you'd be yeah. taking the wrong one or interesting tainted yeah. expired <laughs> <laughs> left out in the sun too long mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i've been uh, most most i the thing i've tried to avoid the most is people i'd say the and people what? and nature <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean that you've For, tried to avoid nature? Like, well, I, um, you know, you can only just barely touch the nature. You can't. I've never been able to get out. Really, been too afraid to go out into it. You know. No, I don't know what the hell no. you're talking about. What oh, do you mean? Wow. Yeah. Um. Well, it's just because it's the it's the wild. It's that hmm, hard to describe. Okay, so it's like it would reveal the the nature in me. So instead, okay. if you hide indoors, you can avoid all that. Okay, so we're not talking about walking around in a forest. We're talking about going and trying to survive. Yeah, or some level in between. You know, uh, a nice walk in the a forested area is fine, but. But that's not what you're talking about. No, you're not talking really, about yeah. like going in, like going in to a de- <laughs> deserted island and trying to survive. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, you probably don't have to do that. <laughs> like, you pro- probably isn't really necessary to try and do that. But it's, you know, in Japan, they're like prescribing go and walk about in Just a forest go for a walk. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot to be said for doing that. Like, people Just... need to do that more. just a little bit <laughs> uh, on, honestly mate like yeah 
It's funny. Have you ever read any J.R.R. Tolkien? Any Lord of the Rings, Hobbit type stuff? No, I, I no, no. Dude, Tolkien absolutely loved trees. Like he was like, trees are awesome things, and uh, I've got a tendency to agree with him. Like any time I've been in a forest, it like it, it it's just such a, an interesting and great experience i like i wouldn't i wouldn't give it away for the world you know it's, yeah yeah it's a lot to be said for it yeah in my late teens and 20s i just toured the united states basically in a car mm-hmm. i would just mm-hmm. work for a few months save up my money i got a little visa card with like a 500 hundred dollar credit limit on it uh-huh. and then i would just travel and i'd just go to all national parks and national forests Wow. All over the whole country. I've been to every state, all 48, you know, contiguous states. Mm-hmm. And that's all I, that's what I would do. You know, a lot of people, I got kind of termed a loser, you know, wasting my life. Um, By whom? Uh, friends, you know, successful friends. Define success. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys who like- I needed to borrow money from later on. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but, yeah, so, you know, I kind of misspeak, I guess, about the nature thing. I just, maybe, it seems like it's so distant to me now. Like, I forgot. I forgot how important it was to me at one time. Uh-huh. You know, you go to Grand Teton National Park or Glacier National Park, and your mind, I mean, that's, shit. It's unfucking believable you, yeah, there's there aren't words. You have to go. Ah, well, uh, like I call that landscape charrettes. So <laughs> when yeah. when when I went to New Zealand for the ancestral health society symposium of New Zealand in two thousand and four, fifteen, fifteen, I like I ran out of words very very quickly Real for quick, the places right? that we went to. Yeah, I was just like that's. I can't I, I can't, I don't have any words for That's it. literal like, awe. Yeah, yep. actual awe. Yep. Things were awesome there. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm just obsessed with the place now. I just like, Interesting. just want to go back yeah, yeah. all the time. We have some good there. stuff here, but we don't have anything quite as new and remarkable as there, I'm sure. But some of our stuff uh, is pretty darn good. Oh, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, the places that I've been to here have been fantastic as well. Yeah, the first but, time I ever saw a bald eagle catch a fish out of a lake that I was sitting on in a little boat, a little rowboat. Yeah, that must have been amazing. On, yeah, that's like you're, you're, a cry, you know, you're crying for a yeah. moment. Like, I did not even just see that. That's amazing. Yeah. And then... Now in reflection, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't have a camera back then, or an Instagram, or a, I, you know, you'd have been desperate to capture it, and I'd have been so upset that I missed the moment, but yeah. I, I didn't. That's that's the thing, like, you know, people are so desperate to capture everything so that they can show other people rather than looking at it and yeah. remembering it with their brain. Is it real if only you see it? You know, I. Yeah, Does it yeah, have yeah. any value at all if it's not shared? It's so odd. I, same thing when you raise children. You want to capture every moment with a camera. And then I quickly quit. Like, I just stopped filming everything in our lives. Yeah. 
And I feel bad for my youngest son because there's like no video imagery of him. <laughs> just the, the first two kids, you know, and it just uh-huh. tapered down quickly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's something about personal moments. Uh, you know, the, the first time I ever ran into a black bear on a path, I, that's a moment I would never forget. Oh, of course. I was trapped between... So there was a baby bear cub down on a, the the lake uh, the lake's edge. I was on a path. I could see the bear cub, and then I knew I was probably probably not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then I heard come crashing through the woods, downhill coming downhill towards me, was Mama Bear coming mm-hmm. for her cub. And that's that's the realest. I've ever been in my life. Yeah, yeah, That was yeah. the most real moment, I, 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 I'd I, say. Aye, I'll bet. Did you die? I did not die, and Good. there wasn't even an incident, but you hear <laughs> that sound, and you see some shadow thing coming, and, you... <laughs> and you're like, holy fucking shadow, yeah, I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I broke that, all I'm... the rules. I, I right. First, I just started walking backwards, and then I just took it and just ran and said, fuck yeah. it, I'll, I'll just die running. Yeah, as well. <laughs> Why not? Die running. Oh, God. There's a reason to run. Well, you've just come up with a reason to actually run. You can run. Get away from a fucking bear. Yeah, even though you know it'll catch you and kill you, but you definitely wouldn't want... I couldn't fight it. Aye. So, nice. yeah, th- there was that. Aye, so it sounds like you need to write and get into nature. Yeah, yeah. But let's not set any goals because goals well, are Okay, stupid. no goals, though. I won't. <laughs> I promise not to. Oh, All right. Man. I think I need to let my voice recover. Okay, you go and, you go and recover your voice and yeah. your body from all that rolling. Yeah. And then what you can do is you can figure out how on earth you're going to introduce this discussion. Because <laughs> it seems almost entirely just purposeless. <laughs> yeah. It's a real struggle for me to do yeah. introductions, so well, have that'll fun be my challenge. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for your time, and man, it was it was really good to talk to you. It feels good. Right, well, it feels good. It's, it's always good. It's always good to chat. Well, yeah, we should do it more often. I think so. All right, big man. Okay. You have a great enjoy day. Enjoy the rest of your day. And tell See the wife I said hello. I will do. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.